Welcome to Making Metric Easy, presented by Outlaw Technology. I'm Hans Dietrich. And I'm Bree Oaxaca. And each week, we speak with the companies in the trenches of the seed to sale process. Our guest today is Cassie Bryant from Nature's Medicines in Michigan. Welcome, Cassie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nature's is a vertically integrated cannabis company and has been working with us for a few years. Cassie, you're the state retail market manager, but you formerly were the cultivation inventory manager, right? You got it. Yes. Yep. I started in inventory at the grow. We also have Outlaw CEO Dave Eagleson with us here today. Hey, Dave. Hey, happy to be here. He's worked with Cassie for a few years now, so he's known her too. Cassie, a little later in the show, I'd like to talk about your work and your roles while at Nature's, but how did you get started in the industry? I got started in the industry in 2021. I was in the healthcare industry before that, and um, I had felt some some urge to get into uh, the cannabis industry uh, just based on my lifestyle um, and my beliefs, health benefits that cannabis can have, um, and then also just recreationally too. Um, And so I kind of took that leap from a corporate job to uh, jumping into the cultivation center, uh, starting uh, just at entry level. And it was, it's been amazing since then. You've moved up pretty fast because you actually worked with someone who works now for Outlaw, Tony McCracken. He was your former boss, and now he's our sales support manager here at Outlaw, right? Yes. Yep. He was my first supervisor. He made me a lead. He is the one that um, put me in these positions and uh, promoted me. So a big shout out to Tony. So Cassie, how long were you in cultivation? And then how did you make the jump from the cultivation to your current role? I was in cultivation for two years before I was presented with an opportunity to turn around the location that we had opened up in Battle Creek, uh, right down the road from the grow. And from there, uh, that kind of blossomed into kind of taking over the whole market uh, of Michigan. Um, so it happened pretty quickly. So you went right from cultivation into retail. Yeah. Yep. Huge change. Um, very drastic, uh, totally different, uh, all sorts of different things really. And I had to learn a lot, have learned a lot here in these past. It's been, uh, it's been almost a year actually, since I've been in retail. So um, just learned a lot throughout this whole year with the help of Outlaw, too. Which has better hours, cultivation or retail? <laughs> uh, the better hours are in cultivation, yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it, isn't it like farmer's hours in cultivation? You get up like wicked early in the morning and have to go milk the, the wheat plants? <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly it. You know, they get in early. You know, they'll a, a lot of the teams, they'll get their holidays off, but... Uh, Retail, man, we it, it never sleeps. Yeah, I'm curious. So with that, knowing that you've been in both sides of it, I say both sides of it, cultivation and dispensary, you know, can you give us a sense of the of the uh, the metric side of it, right? So you have metric and cultivation for plants packages, and then all of a sudden it turns down to dispensary. Maybe you can touch on that a little bit. I'm just curious because, again, compliance is very different in dispensary. It is, yes. I would say um, we 
we used metric more heavily in cultivation uh, just because, you know, it's from it's from seed to sale, basically. So you're getting your information in when your plants are little baby clones, immature plants um, through their vegetative state and then their flowering state. So you'll have to report through metric all uh, while they mature. And then you also uh, will switch to making those packages after you get those finished goods. Uh, So lots of heavy work in metric on that cultivation side. It's definitely lighter on the retail side. Um, It's just a lot more inventory. You'll do your adjustments in metric and you'll accept transfers through there as well. But it's, it's pretty light work on the retail side. So are you using the POS more on the retail side? And, and what POS do you guys use? Definitely. We use Dutchy POS. Uh, we also use them for the cultivation side too now. Excellent. Cassie, I'm curious. You mentioned, you know, coming from the corporate structure in healthcare, what sort of similarities or differences do you see? Because, of course, Michigan has both the recreational and medical market. Um, what sort of similarities or dissimilarities do you see between you know, managing the inventory in healthcare versus in cannabis? I would say the big difference is managing more of the pharmaceutical medications. Healthcare, it's a lot right now, just that the main healthcare industry is geared towards purchasing and and using pharmaceuticals. And when you're into, you know, obviously the cannabis industry, I can see where people do benefit from those results, but they can't necessarily as openly offer that in the mainstream healthcare industry. So curious with the healthcare side, Cassie, did you use RFID there at all? Because I know that's really the big mainstay of metric, right? The metric packaged plants and packages have RFID. And I think you've used our, our Desperado and our OG Harvest systems with the RFID. Did you do any RFID in the healthcare side? None, actually. Really? Interesting. Know. Yeah. And what would you say the value is, I guess, going from counting, you know, one, two, three to maybe scanning, like especially plants. Can you give us a sense of that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I, like I said, um, I was the first inventory clerk, basically is what they called at the grow. And when I jumped in, I was counting. um, I had to count our vegetative and our flowering plants by hand. I had to also I was in there for hours, in there for hours. When we did plant moves as well, it would be like a huge thing. And I'd have to make sure that I caught the team before they moved the plants into the room to make sure I knew exactly what was going in. When I had the the RFIDs um, and the outlaw scanner guns, Desperado, basically, I would just, you could just run into a room of 2,000 plants and you can hit that validation button and that RFID will take minutes, maybe maybe like two minutes to capture 2,000 tags, maybe even less. Uh, cut down a ton on labor. Have you raised the harvest as well or only on, on the inventory side? Yes, we did it for harvest as well. Um, inventory actually ran that side of harvest uh, with OG Harvest. And we ran our first harvest in April of 2021 without OG harvest. And we just had a 
like your run-of-the-mill scanner, um, barcode scanner, and we would scan the tags individually. We had to manually, we'd weigh the plant and we'd have to manually put that into an Excel spreadsheet. From there, we would upload it to metric, which it wasn't horrible, but it is absolutely not ideal. With OG Harvest, it was, I mean, it was like magic. You toss, you scan the plant tag, you toss it into the the scale and then it just automatically updates for you and then you can move on it it made harvest a breeze how so the timing on that i know that tony talks about when he first got outlaw while he was still working there he said something like six people at two two way stations 12 or 13 hours to do 1200 plants did you remember that too was it that bad before outlaw and what what do you remember going down to I do. I remember that. Um, what we were doing, it was like 12 plus hour days. And like you said, two way stations, people were there, you know, like four in the morning, you know, even past five. It was crazy. But um, once we had OG harvest, I think it cut it probably in half, maybe even more that time. It was incredible. So Cassie, you had that introduction with, you know, RFID tools down in the cultivation. And then of course, as you've moved into the dispensary, you know, we've been working with you to sort of bring those same uh, time savings and efficiencies there. So can you tell us a little bit about what your vision has been as far as, you know, using the outlaw tools to bring RF down to the dispensary with Maverick? Absolutely. So right now we're, we're not necessarily in a place where we have we've introduced the full capacity of Maverick with the RFID tags. I do see that value in it. My vision is, uh, you know, maybe uh, is in the near future, you know, getting those RFID tags so we can um, cut down on our label labor at the grow and also at the store level. Um, And then what that will do with the RFID tags that would cut down on inventory counts. But, oh my gosh, I mean, it takes them just in a, a sales room or even um, waving that the the scanner in a vault would take minutes when, you know, people are taking an hour or a half hour to do their inventory counts every morning. Ideally, I'd love for someone to just our inventory staff to come in the store, wave that wave that scanner around and just have everything counted and validated each day. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say, the nice thing is we built that tool, the Maverick tool specifically, so that you could do that. But we also set up so we can do the count audit, right? So whether it's count or tally. And our thought being is, like you said, you're not going to immediately jump into tagging everything over again. You know, it's going to be, it takes some time. I know your team has done some pretty, you've got multiple dispensaries across Michigan. And thank you for the business, by the way. But what I was going to say is, um, I know they see value just even using our account tally, if I'm not mistaken. They've been able to get a more organized. Can you talk about just even that functionality? Because we're always trying to tell people kind of what we do and, and you know, we're trying to make your life easier. That's the intent of Outlaw. Absolutely. And I would say that Outlaw certainly, Maverick especially, certainly has um, made things easier and more efficient. I know that my inventory staff in the stores right now I really appreciate the tool. They use it daily. It has cut down their time for counting their inventory every day as well. Obviously, you know, it's not as quick as that that RFID, just quick scan, but still it helps with organization, 
getting that upload. They just shoot that upload to us um, every morning, and it's just an easy, uh, an easy way of doing things. And Michigan is different for listeners in other states. Uh, it's it has different rules than a lot of other dispensaries have to follow because you can actually keep the product out on the sales floor. You don't have to put it back into the vault every night when you close the store. So with your idea of tagging everything and making inventory that much easier with RFID, it is ideal for Michigan where you store so much of your product on peg hooks. You could just go and scan a whole wall of flour in you know 30 to 50 seconds and inventory everything you've got out there. Exactly. And I know we're also talking with you about tagging stuff further upstream, so right. at production or in distribution, which will also make the life lives of all the employees of the dispensary that much easier. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. With your work at the dispensary and of course, you know, your background in cultivation, you know, overall, you know, you mentioned that you had more interactions with metric up in cultivation than you do down, you know, dispensary simply because, you know, there's not your packages and your finished goods aren't changing phase or being moved into rooms or uh, harvested. But, you know, what's been your impression of metric overall? Overall, I think that it's definitely improved. I think when I first started in, in 2021, there were a lot of little things that um, could have been quicker. It could have been, you know, there were, I think, they, I don't know if they're still doing this, but they were uh, displaying little snowflakes for a while. Um, <laughs> there's a, the holiday season and we're like, God, we don't need snowflakes, man. We need this to be faster. You know, I need this transfer to be done quicker. <laughs> but I think since then, they've, they've really improved. I've seen um, even some of the work being outside of the grow now, seeing the improvements that they've made. I'm like, Oh, well, that's really nice for you guys that you have that. Like I, I didn't have that back when I was doing the pet, making the packages or, or whatever. <laughs> well, what's, what's cool about your experience is that you've really experienced pretty much every position available in the cannabis industry, right? You started in cultivation when, did you do anything in production at all or, or no? Uh, no, I, I did not end up doing anything in production, um, although I was, uh, I definitely, you know, involved in, I mean, when you're at the grow, it's kind of like everybody is involved in everything. But no, we have our, uh, our lab manager, Christian, who is a genius that runs our lab and, and does that, runs that production, and it's been incredible. So you've, you've moved up pretty quickly. Do you think that's still possible today? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you really started twenty one, right? But do you what, what's your advice to somebody looking to get into the industry? Absolutely, I think the best advice I can give is, especially in this industry, it's still so new to to not worry about what you're doing now. Like, if you jump in and you're in an entry level position, don't don't fret about, you know, where, where am I going to be in, in this many? I want a promotion now. Do that work. Do the hard work. Be loyal to your company. Um, be, be kind. Be nice to work with. Um, 
and and just work hard, grind it out because uh, especially in in um, in this company, this is the only company I've been with in this industry. But I see it in I'm in other various groups on Facebook and stuff um, and Reddit and whatnot. And it, it the theme is kind of the same. You you grind hard. You you work hard. You can really get. Uh, you can really make some great things happen. And people want you to win, too. I think that's great to hear because, you know, and I feel like another another component of that and, you know, just speaking from my experience with working with folks like you is, you know, the folks who start off in the entry level, they work their way through the different, you know, segments, cultivation and harvesting and inventory. And then, you know, you find yourself down to, you know, a role like yours where you're overseeing everything in a state, you know, there's so many nuances in cannabis in this industry. And if you try to make sort of a lateral change from just traditional retail to dispensary retail, you know, there's going to be quite a bit that's going to catch you off guard, especially when you look at things like your metric tags, like your compliance regulations. Absolutely. Yep. So with that, Cassie, I'd love to ask more about nature. So you guys are um, obviously, there in Michigan, you've got quite a few uh, dispensaries there. What other states are you guys in? So, Nature's Alone, we're in Michigan and Massachusetts. Um, we've got three stores in Massachusetts, and then currently three stores in Michigan. We are working on opening our fourth store in Mount Pleasant. Um, we're hoping in February. That's exciting. You guys have been growing for a while because I know you were, you know, spun off and, you know, there's been a lot of changes with Nature's over the years. You know, first you were part of the group out of Arizona, you had Missouri. There's a lot of different uh, entities, which is interesting. But one thing I did want to touch back on is, is you talked about the metric and just metric in general getting better, which I think is a good thing. Look, we are big believers that, you know, you need some sort of state system to keep the entire industry in check or in on, you know, in line. Because again, I think we're seeing an industry move from, say, let's just call it gray market to what we Absolutely. call legal market. <laughs> one of the things I like to ask on, on some of our pod, our podcasts is, you know, the value of the RF in general, right? We have certain people we outlaw because we're really trying to uh, use our tools. You mentioned how quickly, you know, minutes to do 2000 plants. If Michigan said tomorrow, oh, we're just going to drop it. What would be your reaction? We're not going to do RF tag anymore. An initial panic for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's kind of what I thought, Cassie. I'm asking it because I think, you know, but we hear the rumblings, this and that various, you know, I always believe those people that are trying to change, whether it's metric or even other state systems that exist, the, you know, in the world. I think some people that try and want to like, de, you know, take it less and less and less oversight is for a reason. And I don't think it's a good reason, mind you. Uh, so I was just more curious because, again, our podcast is making metric easy. So we're always trying to kind of not tie it back, but I think we have to understand that, you know, metric is creating a foundational system because Massachusetts has metric as well, your sister uh, groups. So, you know, we see them as kind of that piece that, you know, ties everything together. And I always like to get perspective from the market because when I ask the question of, hey, if we pulled the tags tomorrow and they did, they disappeared, what would you do? I, I've gotten the same response. I'd panic. It's true. It's true. And, uh, you know, I, I think at the grow, they would, they would say the same thing. I, we've gotten word. I've been through, gosh, three or four CRA inspections, compliance inspections yep. at the grow. And they have consistently said that they are just so impressed about how compliant we are, how we know, you know, we know where every plant is. We can tell you, we can tell you where that plant was last week. 
so it's it, it's just been been a great to to work with with outlaw honestly have, have you been exposed to other grows or I, I i assume you have on the retail side and how they're operating in michigan so those that maybe aren't using tools like outlaws where they can automatically track the rfid tags because that's where i think a lot of people are are doing pushback about metric tags as well they actually don't have or know about or understand how they can use rfid to make their lives easier but have you seen that at all do you know people at other grows who are just doing everything by hand the way they used to at nature's i i do and i i know that it's obviously not as efficient it's not as clean and it's not as accurate you're not going to get that if you don't have that man that rfid that's it just cuts down on so much time and so much labor um where it can it can make things so much more efficient for for anybody's team and that's why walmart does, is tagging everything they're tagging everything they wouldn't do it if it didn't make sense and it was saving them money absolutely yep yeah that's kind of one of the things i try and harp on with folks is this is not emerging technology this technology is out there in other realms whether it's a lululemon like hans pointed out uh, walmart Boeing uses to track parts. There's billions of these RFID tags, even like air conditioning units. I say that because I think some people think it's like, well, I don't want to be the first. I'm like, you're not. <laughs> you're not the first. <laughs> you know, you, this is tried and true. No, I mean, there's just nuances to it. Look, our team at Outlaw, we've been doing this for years. Myself, Hans, Bree, we've all got experience doing it. So we, there is nuance. It's a technology. Like, you know, you can't bury it in the soil. You can't, you know, read it underwater. I mean, there's some things, don't get me wrong, you have to understand, but by and large, you're right. I mean, to be able to do a room of plants that quickly or even a vault in a dispensary, I can't think of a better way to do it, honestly. And I know it's self-serving to say that, but I, I just would hate to do it with clipboard. Oh man, I agree with you a hundred percent. No, I think it's most of the people who don't know what they can do with it that are are pushing back against it because they're like, ah, oh, I'm paying for these tags, but you know, I'm not getting anything out of it. But it's you know, it'd be like if you're paying for a, an iPhone and you can't use it. You know, it's a. To, to, but if you're using the iPhone, don't take that thing away from me, man. I could not it's survive. True. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So on your side, Cassie, I mean, what are some of the key products you guys have? I mean, I know you talked about the locations. You've got three with one coming in Michigan. You've got multiple in Massachusetts. I mean, where can people find your products? You know what I mean? What's the brand that you guys are pushing? What's the What should people look for when they think of you guys? Yeah, what's your premium? What's your premier product? What do you think yeah. it is? Um, our premier uh, premium product would have to be the flower from our Soam Life brand. That's our premium brand amazing flower. The terpenes are spectacular. Our grower, head grower, Hunter has, my gosh, he's been doing this for so many years and he's won so many awards, different cannabis cups. We're so lucky to have him. So I would say definitely our, our premier, our flower is top notch. Also our nature's brand, that's just our house brand. Flower is spectacular. And also at, you know, very low price too. We've, we can really compete with them. Everybody else in the market, just because we have that, that we're vertically integrated. We, we have that room, uh, that wiggle room. So that's been huge for us. Sweet. And you're selling throughout the state. What, what, what are every dispensary you guys can be found or are there certain ones? Can you name some? Yeah. 
Definitely. So we've got our Nature's Medicines stores um, in Battle Creek, Wayne, and Bay City. We also wholesale over to Jars, Cloud Cannabis, Nirvana, Herb. Uh, We also produce our own concentrates as well and distillate gummies too. I think I got to go to Michigan more often. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of do it all um, in Michigan over at the Grow. They've been incredible. Their lab there is spectacular. um, And and the place that they make their edibles is beautiful, very clean, really nice stuff. So, Cassie, if folks want to find out more about your brands and where they can find uh, your products, uh, what social media sites can they visit? Sure, yeah. On Instagram, we're naturesmedicines.mi. You can find us there. Working on a couple different avenues, but right now that's our that's our main source. We've also got, if you you guys can find us on Weed Maps. Also, our website is naturesmedicines.shop. Sweet. And we finish every episode by asking one question and Brie, uh, Brie always does the honors. So Brie, why don't you do the honors again and ask our final question? <laughs> Cassie, the world wants to know who is your favorite outlaw? <laughs> okay. So my favorite outlaw is fictional, but um, kissing Kate Barlow from the movie Holes or the book Holes yes. um, <laughs> is my favorite. That's the first one I grew up knowing I love a, a lady in charge taking you know kicking ass and taking names so that's it <laughs> that's a great one I love it <laughs> beautiful well thank you Cassie for being on our show we enjoyed having you thank you guys so much I really appreciate it thanks everyone for listening if you have any questions you'd like us to ask on our show about compliance metric or automation please email them to us at info at outlawtechnology.net And if you know of anyone you think should be using RFID to track their tags and make their lives easier, please go to our website under the resources page and sign up for the referral program. We'll even reward you with a $100 bounty. You can download past episodes of our program by going to outlawtechnology.net, cannabisradio.com, or the Cannabis Radio app for iTunes and Google Play, as well as subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and Spotify. Thanks for listening and be well.